What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another rejuvenated episode of Clock Radio Speakers. I'm your host, Armand. Follow me on Twitter at Armand Wake Up, A R M O N D Wake Up, all one word. ClockRadioSpeakers.com is powered by Tumblr. Follow us on there, share the episodes. Clock Radio Speakers is on iTunes. Please, please, please vote. Please, please, please comment. That is the, the, the best way for, for you to share the wealth. You know, Doc and I put a lot of work into these episodes and we don't charge. We don't do any of that crazy stuff. The least you can do is, you know, pass out a flyer digitally. Um, CRS Podcast is the official Twitter handle. Facebook.com slash Clock Radio Speakers. And every Sunday night, 10 p.m. to 12 a.m. Uh, Eastern we're at the pulse-radio.com playing records. I got my Marvin Gaye on this past Sunday. Mm. So, yeah, two hours, two hours of Marvin. It was the uh, 29th anniversary of his passing. So I was on a Marvin kick all last week. So I decided to, you know, play some Marvin records, play some Marvin records that got sampled. Um, did not know that was a Marvin Gaye record that got sampled for sipping on some scissor. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. I don't really associate that song with a sample, but yeah. Yeah, I didn't either. So, yeah, so, but, but who, who are you? So, yeah, who's a strange figure? <laughs> I'm just in here talking. <laughs> What's going on, everybody? Uh, follow me on Twitter at, duck, at doc underscore beats. That's not a Z. Um, I hope that we're rejuvenated this week. You know, um, behind the scenes, you and I have been doing a lot of work lately. A lot of work. I, I haven't been sleeping a whole lot lately. <laughs> a lot of work. But um, but yeah, man, what's going on? What's new with you? Um, Kairos is coming. We have a release date. We have a release date for Kairos. <laughs> we have a release date finally after God. When did we start working on this album? I think the there's there's definitely a song from fall of 2011. Yeah, that's the first song, but that was supposed to be for the project that you and I were gonna do. That's right. So beyond that, um, I I looked through and I saw. Uh, Genesis Revelation, which is one of the song, which is actually the first single the from first the single. album. Um, I saw that in my Dropbox showing us ten months ago when I had a draft of it. So that sounds about right. Yeah, so it's been close to a year we've been working on this album. Um, but the release the release date is uh, May twenty first. May twenty first. Fine, <sighs> I know, right? You say it, and you're just like. <sighs> God, May twenty first. That's when the work starts. Why is that? Why you, you know you're not just gonna like put it out there and you know hope and, and pray that everybody goes out and buys it and just tweet it? No, no, no. This is when you you know this is when you. I got to do the release party and the shows, and I got to get out there and pound the pavement and really get out there and grassroots it. You know, because this is all one hundred percent independent. So, you know, otherwise it's just gonna collect dust in my closet. Need to start recruiting for the uh, Armand Street Team. Oh, I've got them. I've got them. All right. They are on deck, as the rappers say. <laughs> I mean, you already said pound the pavement. I-, I haven't even made fun of you for having an announcement for your announcement date. <laughs> <laughs> I got so many phone calls last week. They're like, so your album comes out April? Your album comes out on Monday? I was like, no, no, no. We're just going to tell people. It-, it was really stupid. <laughs> <laughs> when I was explaining it to people who just didn't understand that, like who, who, who aren't you know immersed in the world of rapidy rap, 
Right. I didn't realize how rapidly rapish that move was until you said something. I was like, dang it, it is rapid. <laughs> it's, it's like good. I want everybody to tune in because I'm 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 gonna announce something at this moment. Uh, yeah, it's not even just rapper. It's it's musicianish, right? Yeah. Like you know, Justin Timberlake's been doing like people have been doing things with dates lately. So yeah, you know. I couldn't do a lyric video where I like briefly flashed the release date before I slap before I smashed the screen with a hammer and then like that. So, you know, sometimes you got to like sometimes the artist, you have to purposely say, especially with how fast the, because Internet is a, a, a huge resource for a lot of people. The Internet moves so fast. You kind of have to like. You kind of have to corner people, say, okay, this is what we're going to do here. Because if I just said, you know what, the album drops May 21st, nobody would have caught it. Mm. You got to make it, I'm honest, you got to make it a big deal. Yeah, yeah. you got to make it a big deal and all that stuff. So every Monday, um, go to ArmandWakeUp.com. We'll have like blogs that pretty much explain, or vlogs that will explain what Kairos is. Um, The first single Genesis Revelation, that'll be out uh, Monday as well. Pre-order will be out as well. Be able to pre-order the album. Um, some yeah, some stuff, man. We're we're really rolling out some some dope things. Doc and I, just the whole the whole team Kairos. Um, Doc, Kelly, Smurf, uh, Jaquil. We've we've really been like coming up with some really really dope ideas and really getting this last little bit of work off. You know, but Doc and I have been doing a lot of grunt work, a lot of grunt work, <sighs> lot of grunt work. <laughs> So that's one way to put it. Um, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> my, but it's uh, good. I, I've spent I've spent a ridiculous amount of time in my office lately. That's all. <laughs> how did how does the missus feel about that? Is she cool? She, with that? She's being real supportive. Um, I mean, granted, she she has a a, a special guest appearance on the album. She does. Shout um, shout out to her. Appreciate that. So she did, um, she did amazing. So you know maybe that's part of it. I don't know. She's been re- you know she's been real supportive. Um. It's, it, it, I, I have to keep, you know, after years of me working on projects that have always just been like music, like uh, like mixtapes or like giving stuff away, like it, it's, I had to like convince, I was like, nah, nah, for real, people are going to be able to buy this one. Like this yeah. is a deal. This is a thing. This is a thing. You know, people so. don't realize this is my second album. Like we put out so much product. Like, I don't think it's registered that this is actually going to be, as you said, a thing. Yeah, this is a, you know, this isn't like, because you know, it's like she was saying, because I, you know, I always try to test out like mixes and everything on different speakers. And I was playing some stuff downstairs through my, my big, like, you know, speakers that are like four feet tall. Uh-huh. And, um, and she's like, this sounds a little good, a little too good for something you're going to give away. And I'm mm-hmm. like, we're, we're not, we're not giving this away. <laughs> she, nah, she's just used to, I mean, look, I mean, I don't blame her, you know? Yeah. I've been giving away music forever. So. Yeah. Yeah. It's weird making that transition. It's weird, but that's that stuff. Where Doc and I are planning some some to really give some real insight to the to the album for those of you who've been waiting, and you know to we know we have a lot of artists who listen to the show as well. We're gonna give a lot of insight. That transition from mixtape to album, I definitely underestimated it, but we're gonna talk about that a little closer to the uh, to the release date. Yeah, I could talk about that for about three hours right now because oh I'm God. living it right now. But oh my I mean, I'll just give you know. Yeah, yeah, let me just say, like, the work it took to even, like, some of the songs that I did for Catch Up 2, like, compare yeah. the work I did there to the work for this, it's just not. Yeah. Even, yeah, know? we did, we did, um, we did, um, a tribute to DJ GQ in what, like, 45 minutes? Like 45 minutes. <laughs> yeah. 
I mean, even uh, Walking Contradiction, we didn't. But, but that was like, now that used to be the rule that has quickly turned into the exception. But even uh, still, like, you don't need, like, when I'm, when I'm doing the mastering for that, like, I'm, I'm sitting there and tweaking and playing and listening. Like, I'm doing all sorts of, like, the initial, like, first cut was 45 minutes. Yeah. Right. But we're going to say that for a whole other show. We, I, we, might have, we might have to do, like, a, I don't know. Oh, we're doing a few things. I'll talk to you about All that. Right, we we'll need to talk about that later. So the, we, we don't want this. To, we don't want this to just be the let's 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 complain about Cairo show. So, um, because <laughs> <Right. laughs> we got a lot of music to talk about. Yes, we do. Finally, because it's been That's, two weeks. But why did we take the break off, Doc? Why did we take a week off? Because last week there just wasn't a whole lot going on. God bless hip hop for not doing anything for a week. Kind of. I'm, you know, I'm we, not gonna be mad at you. Know what I realized though, Doc? Like. I think people appreciated that break because a lot of people that I talked to actually had shout out to Jay Givens who was on Kairos. He uh, hit me up uh, last week and asked if we were going to do anything uh, about Tyler, the creator's album Wolf. And I said, hey, you know, we kind of touched on it last episode. And he's and this was a reoccurring theme. I always hear this. I got to catch up. Mm. So, you know. That, that's a great transition, right? Because we talked about it real quick, but we wanted to give it a little bit more time to marinate. To percolate. Uh, <laughs> 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 ah, no hateration or holleration in this dancery. We need a little more E40 slang. Oh, no, that was Mary J. Blige, Family Reunion. I was thinking, per- no, percolate, that's E40, percolate. Per- yeah, the, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I can't handle any E40 sound effects. Um, but, um, no, speaking of Tyler's album. Yeah. So, you been listening to this on and off a little bit? Definitely, 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 definitely. I mean, I've been in Kairos mode, but yeah. when I'm not in Kairos mode, yeah, this is definitely getting a lot of play. This has not left the uh, the uh, the galaxy. This is still this is <laughs> it's still in ro- it's in rotation on the galaxy. Definitely in rotation on the galaxy, which is a big thing because I have Spotify and I have my um my Google Cloud. So if I don't want something, I'll just throw it on my computer and just save it for a rainy day. But if you're actually on the phone and I've got you on Power Amp, which is the app that I use where I can, you know, adjust the EQ and all that good stuff, it's a good sign. Yeah. It, it's like, nah, I'm not just streaming. Like, I've committed my phone storage to your Look cause. Look at that. Dedication, B. Um, I think this album's really interesting. I it think... I'm more interested musically than lyrically. Absolutely. But I think lyrically is some... I, I want to talk about the music first and then finish up with the lyrics because I sort of want to contrast and compare Tyler's content with this in, this continuous Rick Ross controversy. Okay. Right? But so, like, if we talk music, I think we probably... I probably used this exact phrase when we talked about it two weeks ago, but, you know, this is very NERD meets... To me, it's like like that 2004, 2005, like Mad Villain, uh, mm-hmm. and, you know, mm, food, like that sort of that sort of feel for the for the majority of this album. There are definitely songs like Tamale or Jumbo Twenty Three where I'm just like, nah, I'm good. There's an odd future stretch on this album. Yeah, there's about three or four records that like go in that that vein of what I had pretty much said. Okay, this is the odd future sound. So, I mean, the minute from from the intro when everything switches and it becomes lush, you're yeah. instantly like, wait a minute, hold on. This isn't what I expected at all. But, you know, our future fans that tell you that he's been on this kick for a minute. 
But he, it's not it's not the dom it's not the dominant sound. He'll kind of sprinkle in. It's more um Domo 23 and Trash Wang and Rusty and then, you know, you'll hear an occasional Beamer or IFHY or whatever whatever. But now that's completely switched on this album. Yeah, you know, uh Jamba the the hook on that is cuz the beat sort of teases you right you sort of hear it going one way and then those yeah. neptunes ish keys come in and you're like Woo! yeah same with uh same with cowboy those keys on that hook are retarded yeah real grimy like tyler's you know tyler's got the lush sort of i don't want to say jazzy but we'll say ne- no definitely jazz little he, jazzy little nerd ish he said his next album is or i don't know if his next album but he's definitely doing a jazz album like he loves jazz so he's got that sort of sound but he's got like the grimy sound like songs like cowboy pigs rusty then he's got like the i'm gonna go and do my old odd future thing like he's definitely got a couple different sounds on here but um yeah you know cowboys dope awkward that beat is mm. is um answers tough answers very nerd circa like 2008 yeah once they learn how to play their own instruments answers tough how do you feel about colossus um you know are we we're still just talking about the music right we're not talking about his rhymes yeah okay um, well then, let's you know save Colossus because that's a discussion about the lyrics. Yeah, 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 yeah. Let's let's. Um, right. I mean, I like um, is Slater. Somebody tell mm. me, one of our listeners, and maybe you know Doc, but is Slater like a Jill Scott sample? I don't it's know. A, Slater's all right. I'm not really big on Slater. Um, it, it, it's cool, but it's the um, it's the it's the something about the sample, man. It sounds really familiar, but um, you know, Beamer's dope. I think party Be- isn't over is dope. Yeah, I think Beamer's. I think Beamer's really good, but I think people like really like flipped out over that first snippet. That because it was a snippet. Yeah, people Tyler like the played that perfect, um, perfectly. There's better stuff on this album. Yes, IFHY. I think party isn't over is the, is better than Beamer. Could be. Um, I'm not mad at. I'm not mad at that. But IFHY is incredible. IFHY is bananas. That beat, Pharrell in the second half. Oh my god, Pharrell in that second half is incredible. What's great about it is like if you didn't see him on the track listing, this whole album he's been sort of weaving in these like sonic references to this like decade old Nep- Neptune sound. Yeah. And then you know Pharrell pops up and you're like, wait a minute, hold on. <laughs> yeah, wait, that's not Frank Ocean. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, shout out to him for not being you know very rapperish and including because he has a lot of he has some guests on this album. He's got Nas on here, Erica Badu's on here. And the track listing, everything does not have fi- features listed. Yeah, Erica Badu's part on Tree Home 95. <sighs> Tree Home 95 is incredible. It is incredible. That Again, that real jazzy feel. That might yeah. be the jazziest song on the album. Like, if you oh, use without the word question. Jazzy. Um, without question. I, I do like, like, I really like the, the Colossus parties and over Campfire Bimmer and then IFHY, Pigs. Like, I like that whole middle stretch there. Um, to me, that's the strongest stretch of the album. Mm. Um, I, I like Rusty. Tra- did you see? Did tell me you saw his Letterman performance? I, how are you gonna perform Rusty? Dog, that was that. I know people talk about Fallon, and when it comes to Tyler's performances, oh, yeah, but yeah, yeah, that yeah. that that was dope. That was dope. It was awkward. So awkward. He, he caught himself. I mean, they, the, the the Soul Train Temptation dancing in the background, um, the editing themselves, and then all of a sudden, Tyler got 
lost in the moment and just went straight like forget this i'm gonna just do the song walking off stage awkwardly afterwards the pause in the applause before people started clapping it was the 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 selfie with letterman i mean it was it was dope it was dope i liked it i liked it i even like lone um i think lone gets better as that song goes along but i think the sequencing on this album is kind of weird yeah it is um but you could i mean you could you know if you cut some of these to me, I mean, look, I'm not an Out Future guy, so I, they might be the more traditional Out Future tracks like Trash Wang, Tomo 23. I don't know what the heck Tamale's supposed to be. Um, he said he was. He said he was. He made that for Rihanna, <laughs> and ended up keeping it for himself. Um, but you cut like four songs off here. You know, move things around a little bit so that you don't get too many songs that sound the same. Mm-hmm. You might have something. I mean, I think even now you have something. I, I think it's really compelling. It's just not there's missing pieces, right? Um, do you think it's missing pieces? Or do you think they created the puzzle and there's still pieces left over? Like there's things that they didn't that came in the box that they didn't really need. Um, nah, I, you know, I, I think that an album is not simply a bunch of tracks like if you put stuff that doesn't need to be there, you do take away. Mm. But I, you know, I've been on that. I've been on that tip since, uh, <laughs> yeah, forever. <laughs> um, I don't know. Like uh, I approach it this way. Like if you have a, a painting, that's like a work of art and then you go and like splash some extra color on the side. Yeah. Well, you know, it's just, you know, you don't have to worry about it. You just, you know, ignore that part. No, nah, nah, it's the whole thing. Right. But let's talk Thank lyrics. You. Okay. Um, well, I, I'm more interested in this kind. Of, like, he's a really interesting rapper to me. Um, yeah. He's capable. Definitely capable. I don't know if he wants to be capable, <sighs> or if he's yeah. just, or if he's just still maturing as a person and as a. Rapper. I think he's maturing as a person because um, he's very Drakey on this album. You think he's Drakey? Yeah. Like, oh, I got fame and I hate it. See, to me, it came off, and maybe it's because of his other content, but it, it feels more like old Eminem to me. Colossus specifically. Uh, I mean, just, are you talking about because he, because of the, the, uh, the gay guy who... No, was, but Col- like I mean, Colossus or? feels like, Colossus is obviously his version of Stan, but... Yeah. Um, I didn't really get an Eminem vibe from it. I, I got, I got, I hate, I hate fame. I didn't sign up for this. That was the theme of this album. I didn't sign up for this. A little bit. There's, there might be a little bit of that, but I don't know. He sort to me even like just the way that he sounds sort of sounds like a weird combo of um, RBX and uh, <laughs> and uh, Eminem. <laughs> wow, RBX. He'd actually appreciate that. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I I love his rap voice. His rap voice is dope. His very dope rap voice. Um, and like you said, he's capable. I just think that he, had, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm a, I am a conduit of the best artists go through things and know how to channel that into music. Yeah. And right now, I think that the way that it comes off, I think he's gone through enough because he talks about things, but he's in the middle of it. He's not, he's not looking back. He's not looking at it like stepping back and looking at it and seeing the big picture. He's just kind of in the house. 
Okay. Um, so I think as long as you're there and you're not trying, or I don't, I'm not going to say you're not trying to get out, but as I think as long as you're there, it's harder um, for you to say, I, you know, I'm going to rap about it this way as opposed to me just looking at the problem face up and addressing it. I think in, you know, like five, because he's, he's definitely smart and intelligent. This, this is yeah. Yeah, even he though is. he he's claims to be. Yeah, even though he claims this whole reckless thing and they do get a little crazy sometimes, he's not at all stupid. They, our future, they know exactly what they're doing as a brand. Exactly what they're doing. Um, but I just think, you know, he gets a little maturity in some other areas of his life. He comes back. He has the potential to really do something. With this sound, with his level of production, and yeah. then his capabilities to really rap, he, he, he definitely has potential to do something and have some longevity. Yeah, he's got to get the content problem under under. Yeah, he's got to get that in control, though. Yeah, because yeah. people, people, are, people aren't going to go stand for this. People don't stand for this sort of stuff anymore. No, this isn't this isn't ninety eight, ninety nine, two thousand. Um, and 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 I don't want to hear anybody say, "Well, he's twenty two because you know some of your favorite artists made some of their best albums when they were young too." So, not I think that I think there's a little bit to be said for for still like growing, or whatever. But like, sure, he. He's got a very small window to like get out of that before he becomes like sort of pigeonholed as a shock rapper. I thought he was done actually before this album. I thought he was done. I thought our future turned into a joke. I thought that people were just like, you know, like it was Frank, like Frank blew up and Frank was just going to leave all of them kind of in the dust. Not literally, but star power wise. Um, but people love Tyler did 90,000 with no with no single. His production, his production is saving his career. It is. The leak helped him. Yeah, absolutely. This is a case mm-hmm. where he needed the leak. Yep. Right. Um, yeah. Beamer helped. Beamer helped. The, the the Beamer video helped, and yeah, the leak helped immensely. Yeah, I would agree with that. Um, so it's funny you meant. Um, it's funny you mentioned. You know, it's not ninety eight, ninety nine anymore because. You man, Meek Millie, rushing, Meek Millie. R- rushing to the defense of Rick Ross. I, I saw about that. What did he say? Basically, he drew the comparison to like what Big, you know, Big said on some songs, you know, using, you know, talking about rape. And he's, yeah. like, and he's like, nah. And basically what he, <laughs> Meek, Meek made it sound that, you know, this was all just some drummed up controversy by a bunch of like nerdy people on the internet. Oh. He played that card a little bit. Um. <laughs> And I just want to be like, yo, the world has changed, man. Like, whether yeah. you like it or not. And the other, you know, the other sort of issue is Ross is corporate. Like, my favorite part about Ross's apology was when he <laughs> tweeted is it wasn't because he was wrong. Right. It wasn't because he wanted people to be offended. It's because he was concerned about Reebok. Absolutely. And I think the other one was like a liquor company or something like yeah. that. Yeah. Like, yep. that tells you everything you need to know right there. Absolutely. Um, and then he dropped the trick, don't kill my vibe video two hours later. Yeah. Hilarious. Um, um, but there's still, there's, there's still some fallout from this. Absolutely. He, um, the, you talking about the thing in Canada? Yeah, he just, uh, they canc- canceling shows. Yeah. He's in trouble. He's in trouble. You think he's in trouble? You think this is just, yeah. uh, you think he, I mean, well, is he, is he in the sort of trouble that um, a hit single and maybe a, uh, a, a friendly apologetic interview like on a late night talk show or something couldn't fix. <laughs> I'm just saying. I don't think Ross is comfortable enough in himself and I don't think Ross has the the con- the conviction 
from this fallout to do something like that. Like you almost got to parallel this with something like Chris Brown. Like when Chris, when the whole thing with Chris and Rihanna came out, um, initially, I believe that he was sincere and he was like, yo, you know, I blacked out. I got issues. I believe that initially his sincerity came from him being like really sorry and, you know, not meaning to do that. You know what I'm saying? Like we're all human. We all definitely make mistakes and we're all capable of doing anything. So, you know, compare that to, can you imagine Ross on Larry King? Like, can you really imagine Ross on Jimmy Kimmel? He's too cool. He's too much of a gimmick. He can't like, that's the problem is the gimmick. I was waiting for you to say that because like with Chris Brown, what he did was terrible. Yeah. Right. But it's no secret. Like, look at the way he acts. Like he actually has an anger problem. Absolutely. Right. The problem is what, what, what Ross is rapping about is this sort of idea of date rape as an extension of his. Rossery. Rossery, his lifestyle, yeah. his brand. Yeah. Right. And his whole image, everybody knows that he's a contrived image, but you have to play within the rules. Like nobody believes that he's like some like party guy who's trying to be reformed and he's really sorry because like, no, 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 this is all contrived. But for some reason, Ross thought it was okay to talk about date rape in a contrived way. Like that's the problem. And I think the other problem is that people, is that there are still some people who think that what he's talking about isn't really rape. And I think that there's a little bit of that in the hip hop community where they're just like, no, what are you talking about? It's just, you know, slipping mollies. Like, what's the deal? He's like, nah, man. It's just music. This is the problem. This is the problem. The problem is, is that hip hop has a very, hip hop does a piss poor job of um, accountability. Mm. Hip hop does not teach accountability at all. And if you think that hip hop doesn't raise people, doesn't raise and teach people, you're, nah, you're, you're delusional because it does. So even Ross's apology just like skated around it. It was, hey, doc, I'm sorry you feel that way. Yeah, it wasn't That's, even, it wasn't like, hey, that was irresponsible. Should have never said it. Shouldn't have got, you know, shouldn't even thought it. You know, we're taking it off. I'm re-recording my verse. Right. He could have he killed this real fast. Really fast. The cover-up, the excuses are always worse. Yep. Always. Yep. Yeah, I mean, to the point now, Rocco took him off the record. Mm. And now they're rushing out a remix. Um, he says he has six artists on there, but I know for sure... One of them has Kanye and Kendrick on it. So, I mean, and that's like one of the hottest records. That's about to be one of the hottest records of the spring. Yeah, the spring. And Ross just kind of blew it. But didn't the controversy, I mean, the controversy helps Rocco, though. Nobody was talking about the song. No, it was a regional, it was a regional record. And I yeah. think it would have been big like, um, like a Bugatti or something like that. Or maybe like a, like a notch or two lower. Yeah, definitely um, a notch yeah. below Bugatti. Bugatti has... Bugatti had the had the good fortune of blowing up during spring break. Mm. Um, yep. you all, if you're that if you're if you're if you're that kind of record, you want to blow up during spring break because what yep. happens is, is all those college kids then come home, and that's what they're playing. They want to they want a soundtrack to recapture those memories. That's right. That's right. Yep. Just rack up those Spotify plays. <laughs> yep. 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 Um, so yeah, I mean, raw in that instance, I think you hit the nail on the head earlier when you said that. Um, the culture and the times have changed because you think about DMX rapped about rape all the time. Eminem. But see, all but, those people. but again, I'll say that people felt like DMX had demons. People felt like Eminem was troubled. Nobody thinks Rick Ross is troubled. 
I think that there might still be much like with um, it's a little different, but much like with Tyler's I mean, Tyler's got gay slurs all over his album, but people mm -hmm. look at Tyler as like a weird dude. Nobody looks at Ross like he's troubled or weird or unusual. They look at him like he's corporate and a creation. So there mm. is no tolerance for stuff like this. Now, there really shouldn't be any tolerance, but right. people have even less tolerance when your whole thing is an image. Mm. I think that's part of the problem, too. And I think that's why he's done. I don't think he's done. I think he's done. I think he's, he, he's got some work to do. I think, I think MMG, <clears throat> they've got to do some serious work to do it. I think MMG is really about to separate and I think that I think Meek is done. I think Wale is good. Um, Omarion has potential. <laughs> but <laughs> no, I'm serious. I am. I wholeheartedly believe that Maybach, oh, oh, other than the BET Awards, has not made any mistakes since joining with MMG. His mixtape was dope. MIA was but nobody dope. Cares His about new it. single is dope. They don't care about him. And that, that's the bad part. That's the part that I hate about music is that we deal with so many other factors outside of the music itself is that it, it, it ends up, it, it, locks people, it, all, it locks people out, but it also traps people as well. No, I think, I, I think his problem is what is he other than just another male urban artist trying to get <sighs> on those urban R&B charts? What does he bring to the table that's different? He's not bringing anything different. Then, but. then is he the best singer or is he executing the best or anything like that? Or does he have the best songwriting? He has none of that. He's who, competent, but he's, who are, but he's who not, are, he doesn't stand out. Who are some, when you think of male R&B, who do you think of? Like think Miguel, of, Frank Ocean? I think Miguel, I think Frank Ocean, I think Chris Brown. Okay. And I want to talk about Chris Brown's single in a second. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I think the, even the dream who's like even the, not, on that, not on that level popularity wise, but right off on the side. But the yeah. dream has his own thing. Chris Brown, first of all, despite what you might think about him personally, he always executes. And his he thing is he dances. <laughs> I, no, listen, you think oh, it's stupid? Oh, Omarion doesn't dance, son? Nobody wants to see Omarion dance. I still had that gif on deck. That's the yeah. greatest picture ever. Like, come on. Um, right? I don't know. Frank Ocean, he's got a whole different style. And even, like, Miguel's even playing in his own lane. I'm not yeah. the biggest Miguel fan, but he's not playing. Like, to me, like, Omarion's playing in the exact same lane as Chris Brown. Uh, I'd say he's more in the Trey Song's lane. To me, those are the, so they're Chris, all the I same artists. And, I think Chris and Trey are different. Uh, to me, the, I'd take Chris before Trey. As somebody who's not really big into R&B, they seem like the same artists to me. Nah. Trey Song's is like, nah. He's not. He's very one-dimensional. Um, you know. I'll give them that, but to me, the, to me, they're all right in the same lane, at least mm. the same type of artist. Mm. I, but I don't think there's anything wrong with being an urban R and B artist. I like just, now it's I, about to be cool because of, because of Timberlake and Beyonce. Like, oh, we're making R and B. No, I think that's different. I think I think there is. I don't think that there is as much of an. I just don't think there's as much of an audience for the non superstars. No, there's not. Right. I agree with that. All right. That's so, a lot of R&B talk. So let's talk about this Chris Brown single. Yeah. Chris Brown, Chris Brown as a human being drives me crazy. But this single is fire. Tough. Tough. The video is super cheesy. So I couldn't even watch it. Super cheesy. But this is 80s MJ all day. All day. Um... I'm a little disappointed. These, these these little snippets we're hearing from the dream, 
were not getting enough of that 80s, or like late 80s, early 90s MJ Dangerous vibe I was hoping for. Oh, he would kill it if he did a Dangerous album. He, I didn't even think of that. When he's not really going for that. He's still stuck on 94 Jodeci, which yeah. I'm not mad at, but we've heard that from him before. Right. I don't want to hear that from him unless he has Tricky with him. You heard that song Foreplay, right? Yeah, I've heard it. He's trying. It, that's the same Jodeci vibe we've heard from him a thousand mm-hmm. times. Yep. We've heard that Dream song before. Yep, exactly. I want to hear, okay, you gave Nobody's Business to Rihanna and Chris Brown. Right. Where are those records? Where are those records? And you know what? If Foreplay is just one of the songs off the album and he's got like three, four, five records on the level of Nobody's Business, then I would be happy to revisit my statement. (laughs) Right. But what I've heard heard from the Dream so far off the album, I'm not impressed with. No, me neither. All right. Um, I I, I heard, actually, I read two... um, I read two reviews from the uh, the listening session that he had last week. I read one. What, yeah. One was the awkward one that I sent you from Village Voice. Where that was the one I read. Yeah. Um, there was another one that was actually on Twitter. It was like play by play. Um, that was a lot more um, favorable for Terrius. Um, heard the record with Jay is dope. Heard the record with Beyonce is crazy. Um, heard there's some, there's some stinkers, but all in all, People are saying that it's way better than 1977. Of course, nobody compared it to his first two or three albums, which is what, you know, Doc and I want to know if it's on that vein, because I could care less if it's better than 1977. Yeah, I, I want to, you know, <clears throat> I, you know, I, I just hope he, he goes back to that whole, like, I've got these three or four songs that are going to be linked together in a row and they're going to fall. And like, that's what we want to hear from the drink. Right. Yep. I don't want to hear any fade at fade outs on this album. Uh, is it sad that when I was looking at the SoundCloud like waveform of, of foreplay and I saw that it faded out, I was like, oh no. I was like, it's not meant to be linked. I was getting mad. Like <laughs> Oh man, you're crazy. Nerdery. Um let's see. Actually, you know, speaking of uh of generic R and B artists. Uh oh. Your boy Ray J. <sighs> Do we have to talk about this? I guess so, huh? I, I wanna give uh, you know what? The idea to use a pixelated image of Kim of Kim for the cover is hilarious. I mean, dude's a scumbag <laughs> of the highest level, but it's hilarious. What's even worse is that the internet found the original picture in like three minutes. That that didn't take long. You know what? It's funny if you um, if you look at the picture like when it's large. Yeah. You kind of see, but not really. But again, shout out to SoundCloud. All these uh, all these blogs now embed everyone's SoundCloud, right? If you look yep. at the little tiny SoundCloud from far away, the smaller that image gets, the more it looks like it. Right? The more it so looks like what? The more it looks like the original picture. Okay. Because those pixels are so big. But when yeah. you view it small, all of a sudden you're like, oh, it kind of makes sense. Okay. But um, <laughs> I hit it first. It's terrible. It's awful. Yeah, I couldn't get past I didn't get past the first verse. No, I couldn't. That's all I need. Um, I'm shocked. You Now, you've listened to some trash all in the, for the people. Yeah, for the people. You couldn't get past the first verse if I hit it first? <sighs> no. I'm shocked. Um, this this is yeah. a this is a fifteen minutes of fame for him, right? There's nothing else coming for him. Listen, listen, clock radio speakers, you can't do this, yo. Like, no longer is scorn attached to a gender. Hell have no fury like a woman scorn. That 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 ideology is thrown out of the window now because this is a a man scorned like to the highest degree. Like, you can't say, well, you know, that's cool, but I had sex with her first. Like, who cares? You think it's scorn? Yes. I, to me, I think he's. I mean, it could be scorn, but you might. The one way to look at it is you might 
will give him a little bit of credit because if this were anybody other than Kanye, I would give you scorn. But we all expect Kanye to say Ray J's name in a song at some point in the next two or three months, right? Uh, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And if you're Ray J and your objective is to get your name said as often as possible so you can pop up for these little radio interviews That's or try pathetic. to parlay your way into some terrible reality thing or whatever. That's pathetic. It's pathetic, but it's going to work. The Please best thing Kanye could do is never mention his name. Yeah. You said they're like Funk Flex. <laughs> you know what? I got the mic on a stand now. I feel like I'm in a radio station right now. That's what's going on. We upgraded here in Clock Radio Speakers headquarters. Um, yeah. But um, I agree. I agree with you, though. All right. But maybe, you know what? He could just be trolling. He could just be an idiot. Like, I, maybe I should give him that much credit. <laughs> <laughs> what else are we talking about? Man? Let's talk about bumping up a, a, a couple levels of quality on the R&B side. You hear this Miguel Kendrick remix? I did. What do you think? Uh, it's different. Um, I was wondering what Miguel was going to release off of this album. Wasn't this on my top 10? Yeah. Okay. I really like Kaleidoscope Dream. There's a whole bunch of singles on this album. I wholeheartedly believe, I didn't make this point on Clock Radio Speakers, I did on Twitter. I wholeheartedly believe people are saying that... Um, you know, Timberlake is responsible for this rejuvenation of R&B. But Miguel and Frank Ocean, like the, that's all that Timberlake album is in, in retrospect. I really haven't listened to it like that. I played it this weekend for the first time, probably since we did the show. And all I hear is Miguel and Frank Ocean with a, with a hint of Robin Thicke. Now I get what you were saying two months ago. Mm. Um, but as far as Miguel goes, I was wondering what he was going to release next off of this album. He definitely has some singles. Um, the album definitely has longevity. This is the most R&B-ish song on the album. Like he's, it's, the album is very experimental. Um, they did the vibe cover to get together. Yeah, I saw that. Um, so it, it, it makes sense. Um, I'm not mad at it. I guess I just got to get used to hearing Kendrick on like R&B remixes. I'm so used to hearing him like rapidly rap. He sounds like Andre on this. I thought he sounded a little bit like Wayne. Um, mm. He... Uh, Kendrick sometimes phones in these guest verses, huh? Definitely. You think this was phoned in? It's it's not as phoned in as like some of these other ones we've heard, but it's not the case lay one with Papoose. <clears throat> I have, can we debunk the rumor that, that Papoose only sold three hundred records first week? Wait, how many did he actually sell? Five. Five. 5 okay, I thought you meant 500. <laughs> no, five hundred. I was like, no, he no. sold five hundred. <laughs> <laughs> nah, he did five thousand. Five thousand. Yeah. 4,500 of that were in the tri-state area. Yeah, of course. They all had Gino Green <laughs> and Gino Green hoodies. You know, you know what's going to happen? Fitteds. You know what's going to happen? I'm going to run into somebody someday who's wearing a Gino Green fitted, and he's going to beat <laughs> me to, to a, a speck. You know there's people on the internet. You know how, like, you know how artists have fans? I've, I've heard that artists have fans. Yeah. Or, uh, <laughs> you heard artists artists release albums you know, they have people that support them no man what i'm saying like you know people artists have fans who get on the internet and just google their name and then if anybody says anything bad about them they like rush to their defense like the the stands you know joe button has the internet soldiers you know they say beyonce has the beehive and stuff like that sure, Papoose sure. has those fans do, there are people who do they have a, do they have a good nickname like that i don't know <laughs> Like, can we can we think of one for five minutes here and see if we can't uh, brainstorm? Okay, Papoose. Um, yeah. I I, Pap, 
I don't know. Anyway. Anyway. If you got a name for Papoose's <laughs> army, hit us up. Use the hashtag Clock Radio Speakers. Or um, if you have a question that you want answered on the show, or if you have a show idea, an album that you want us to review, go to clockradiospeakers.com slash ask, A-S-K. Send us the picture or send us your question. Send us uh, show ideas and Doc and I will... You know, if it's a dope idea, we'll do it. Why not? I was going to say, send us the picture. I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> no, nobody. No, 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 no. Um, see, but yeah, up? I don't think this was phoned in for, for Kendrick, though. It was it, it was it, cool. It was okay. Fly analogy. It was all right. It, the record didn't need, a arm, didn't need a remix. The record is strong enough on its own. Can I, can I ask something about Kendrick, though? Sure. Since the album, he's, been, he's had a lot of guest verses out there. Yes, he Have has. Have any of them been memorable? No. Anybody um, well, other than um, um, I'd say Effing Problems has some. You know that okay. that one's probably his most memorable. I'd say that. And other than that, no, not really. Yeah, that that's sort of bothering me a little bit. Mm. I don't know. And frankly, his guest verses leading up to the album. We're, yeah, we talked about that on the show. We're also, not that great. Nah. So I'm not that concerned, but I would sort of, you know, everybody's sort of ready to pass him the crown. Right? Yeah. I, I, I would like to see... I mean, this sounds stupid, but isn't it sort of a thing in hip-hop to, to be able to, like, jump to do a guest verse and, and kill it? Yeah, I think that, I think that you know, I think that he's almost in that Wayne vein where his work ethic is what's going to get him the crown. And again, 2013 is going to be a super heavy year. We're, all, we're already in the April complex. Came out with that list, and they already gave him the crown for this year. We still got Drake. We still got nothing. Nothing was the same. We, we, we've probably got Kanye. We probably got Kanye. We've probably got Jay. If I'm not, not worried about Jay. Yeah, I mean, still, that's still, that's yeah. still going to be a heavy album no matter what. No, but I'm thinking from like the heavy hitters, like the fact that you've got now Jay's not a heavy hitter. Lyrically, you think Jay's a heavy hitter in 2013 as a top <sighs> t- flight MC? Top flight MC. I mean, I like this verse on "Don't Kill My Vibe." I, that I was that my, was super overrated. I liked him on um no Kendrick's third verse was super overrated. That whole song was overrated. I liked him on um I liked him on Watch the Throne. I don't think I Jay. I, I don't think Jay Jay's fall off is that crazy. I just think he's I think he's coasting. He's coasting at a comfortable pace. I agree. Which I'm not mad at. No 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 I'm not mad at it. In fact, you know his work on Watch the Throne was much better than Blueprint Three. Way better. Night right? and day. Yeah. Right. Um, and but I'm saying like I'm. And maybe this is wrong to say, but I mean, dude's been around a long time. We're, we're coming up on, is it been Hawaiian Sophie was what, 89? Yeah, 89, 90. Right. So, you know, we're 24, 23 years since he first got his introduction. We are 17 years since his debut album. Like, mm. I hope I'm going to get a great album, but I'm not expecting a new, like, sound or a new thing from him. Like, sure. a, like a, a, a genre defining album. I don't. I don't think Jay has that in him anymore. I don't think so either. Right. I agree with that. All right. Um, speaking of Jay, did you listen to uh, Dame Dash's interview on Combat Jack? I haven't yet. I saw that really? pop up. I need to add that to my to my podcast list. You do. That is my favorite podcast. Love that show. Um, his. I mean the 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 first maybe twenty minutes of it is really good, really insightful. Talks about his past and stuff. But then the 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 the, the jump, like the 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 crux of it is. 
the the argument between him and Just Blaze. Yeah, I heard about. I heard a little bit about that. Um, yeah, he was snapping on Just. He was yeah. Just was obviously holding that in. Yeah. And I guess they hadn't spoke really since then, or you know, since Rock kind of fell out. That's a long time. That's a long. That's a long time to be harboring something like that. Like yeah. that's crazy. That's like the guy in the wheelchair on uh on Chappelle. Remember when Chappelle got rich? <laughs> he went when he got revenge on everybody. <laughs> That's what that reminds me of. But the last half of the interview is really good. He talks about Aaliyah and he talks about, you know, uh, Rachel Roy. And he talks about, you know, what what Rock, he talks about Jay and he talks about what the Rockefeller breakup, what that did to him and how he felt about it. It's really good. Mm. Highly suggest you check it out. It's good. All right, so what else we got? We got um, uh, your man Wyclef with that started from the bottom remix. <laughs> Speaking of Drake, <laughs> Wyclef. Oh. oh, man. That was Wyclef. awful. That was, awful. That was crazy. I He's got to love Sosa one, too. Did you hear that one? No, no, no. I I, I was just laughing so hard. Watch, I was just sitting there, and I'm like, really? Really? Like, this is the gift and the curse of the internet. Yeah. Like, you know, anybody's got a webcam. Yep. Even Wyclef. <laughs> Um, let's see what else is going on. Uh, we we oh, never yeah, we never talked about the the GZ RIP remix. With, that's uh, where I was going with Chris Brown. Uh-huh. Um, hey, yeah. Well, no, I'm you know. Hey, Chris Brown's making gay jokes about Drake. Ooh. Anybody yeah. anybody care about about Chris Brown? Out, I mean, out, Chris, no. Does anybody care about Chris Brown rapping? Is the more important question. Fine China's dope. Fine China's gonna you know get him some. It's got the potential to give him some pull um, if he if he finagles it right. But does anybody want to hear like a, another mixtape or whatever from Chris Brown, the rapper? Eh. He can flow. He can technically rap. He can rap, but he has no content. Not at all. Um, Not at all. Between, you know, this is, making, this is making me sound old, right? But you know, between him rapping and the dream thinking that people want to hear his voice, you know, screwed up for a whole Some song. And, why about him about him rapping about running r&b and between you got that but then you got you got rappers singing singers rap man what's going on no i just that, that's what it feels no but like yeah. uh, <laughs> i'm sorry let me let me get my let me get let me get my cane i'm gonna sit on the stoop for a while like i feel very old when i say this but um but no like i don't know chris brown eh. the rp I, I don't really like um the rp song i don't yeah, I'm just not a DJ Mustard fan. He did he did this beat along with you know I'm different, which this is basically I'm different part two. That's all all his beats are like that. I know that. Um, is he from, is he from Cali? Yeah, yeah. It's a if very. We talk about this if we talk about this Tiger album. Yeah, is he is uh is DJ Mustard is he from uh Bay Area maybe? If yeah. not, he's going up there. He's getting money up there because it feel like his synths and everything feel very uh, I'm gonna say hyphy. hyphy. Yeah. yeah, a little bit. Remember the hyphy craze? Of course. Of course, keep the sneak. A- uh, anything that introduced the world to ghostwriting the whip, I'm okay with. Oh like, um, the, the, you talking about the the song? I'm talking about the YouTube videos of people ghostwriting yeah. their whip. Like, I'm remember there was a, remember there was a song that um what was that guy's name? Mr. Fab did that sampled the the Ghostbusters. Yeah, thing. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I remember that my my introduction to ghostwriting the the whip was um the video of. The guy goes riding the whip, and then the people running behind him and stealing his car. <laughs> like, yeah, not getting out of my car to dance. No, thank you. In my author Spooner voice. 
Did you uh, did you listen to this? Uh, I'm I'm still gonna call him Most Def. This uh, Most Def Manny Fresh collabo. I listened to that and I listened to the Kanye record, the uh, the light is not afraid of the dark. Um, How you feeling about Mr. Yasin Bey these days? I'm not. Um, I'm not at all. And you know the way that I think the way that you listen to Life is Good. Um, mm-hmm. That's the way I listen to. That's the way I listen to most Deaf projects. Um, you expect you a know, lot. I expect a lot. Um, you know, because I, I definitely we've talked about this. I, I held Black in both sides at a very high regard. Um, didn't age that well, but it still got nostalgia. A nostalgia factor to me, so I can still listen to it. What do you um, like more, that or Black Star? That. Really? Yeah. They weren't there yet on Black Star. Black Star got some joints twice the, in a lifetime. The beats are better on Black Star. The beats are much better on Black Star. I disagree. Respiration, twice in a lifetime. Redefinition. Thieves in the Night. Thieves in the Night. The beats are crazy on yeah, Black Star. They are. Right. They are. All right. Yeah, I, w- I went back, but see, that was me though. It's probably personal because I went back. You know, I hated, um, I hated definition, so that turned me off the black. You story. hated I, definition. I hated definition. How can you hate definition? Hated it. I mean, it's it's better now, but when it was oh. out, nah. What is this? Who are these bums riding in this van, <laughs> rapping? Oh, and I found out they worked in a library together. Like, man, get these get these bums out of here. Gotcha. But then you, you know, got your uncle Rucker on. You were- I did. I did. But then they turned into most deaf and Taleb Kweli, most dropped, you know, one of my favorite um, ad campaigns ever. The, oh, the uh, Brand Jordan. Nah, nah, nah. I was talking about um, no, I was talking about uh, when most dropped black on both sides and Pharaoh dropped internal affairs oh, like yeah. a week after. Love that. I had the post up in my locker. Perfect. Um, Taleb dropped, you know, Reflection Eternal. Love that album. But nah, I hold most in a very high regard. New Danger was. It's better now, but I hated it when it came out. Um, Black Magic was terrible. Um, I the aesthetic was eh. So you know, then I hear, hey, most definitely Manny Fresh are putting out an album together, and instantly I'm like, okay, this might work. That's really interesting. It's a weird dynamic, but it could work. I don't know what this is. I don't know what this is. I don't know what this record is. Black, yeah, Black Jesus is um. I'm not, I'm, I don't know what it is. It's, I want to say interesting, but that might be giving too much credit to it. Um, no, it's not interesting at all. It's, it's, the, the idea is interesting. Okay. But the execution is very like, really? Yeah. Yeah. I, like, think, that's, I think that's what everybody said. Like, really? Like, if you, uh, you could have told me anybody produced this. I don't understand what's Manny Fresh about this. Yeah, I want to hear a bunch of unnecessary claps and, and, and drum rolls on this and keys and like Casio keys. That's what I want to hear. And I want to hear him, you know, it's the number one big bubba. I want to hear, the, I want to hear Manny like, like doing that stuff on the hook. Uh, I think it'll work. Now, now you got me. I need to go back and listen to some, some big timers. Yes, you do. How you let that volume too? No. Oki Masabi, big balling is my hobby. Well, Whoa. What, what, what was the album after that? Um, I mean, it went High Let It Volume 1, Volume 2. It's All On You, Volume 1, Volume 2. That was BG. Then 400 Degrees. Then Chop then, uh, Seed. No, nah, I'm trying to think. What was the Big Timers album like, two, that, with, like 2000, 2001, 2002? Was Still Fly on it? Yeah, I think so. I don't remember. That had this, I, I, had, that, I had that screwed and chopped. And there's, what's the, whatever the record was with Ludacris, I used to listen to that screwed and chopped all the time. 
Um, I'm, dig- I'm digging back in my memory right now. Anyway, um, yeah, y'all seen Bay May Fresh. Uh, I got that work. I got that work. Um, yeah, I'm good off this. I, although, you know, so Manny's got this. He's got this theoretical, like, oh production God. deal with, with good music. Have you heard anything from Manny that's, li- that's led you to believe he's got heat still left? Um... I heard the last thing I heard was from a cat. You heard of a cat named D one. No, new Orleans rapper. Um, he did a record where he sampled Carl Thomas. I wish it was cool. Oh, uh, the sample alone hooked you in. Of course. <laughs> Come on. Of course. Um, but it was cool. Um, I know that it was one of those, like it was dope for that factor, but it was like, okay, man, he can really do something. You know what I'm saying? Like, okay. um, I just I'm looking at this track list. I'm thrown off because I'm looking at this track track list, and then the very first song is "Get Your Roll On." <laughs> that song Dog. is great. That song is amazing. Although they had PT Cruisers in the video, I don't think we yes! should. I don't think we should. That's like the, that's probably the worst car I ever invented. <laughs> Have you ever driven a PT Cruiser? No, but I used to want one. No, they're terrible, awful. I my car got my car got wrecked a couple years back. I, not really wrecked, more like the the whole driver's side got crumpled in. But, um, uh-huh. so the, the rental place gives me a PT Cruiser for like a month. Oh my goodness, man. I, it, it, it's like driving a small four cylinder Chevy, but with all this extra crap around you. Terrible. Like I got in and I was like, wow, I didn't realize they had like six year old cars that they rent. And they're like, no, no, this is from this year. And I was like, what? It it just the like there's nothing special about it. I can't believe that people thought that car was cool. Man, I know I'm, on, I'm destroying man. your childhood. Right now. You are destroying my childhood because I used to want that so bad. Do you want it with the wood grain on the side? Of course, <laughs> of course. With the uh, with the two tone glitter paint was was the uh, the candy paint. Candy paint. Oof. Come on, son. Crazy, crazy. So. Yeah, man, but nah, I, I gotta hear. Something. I'm still open minded to the to the collaboration, but that's you, a bad. You need to hear something good. Yeah, definitely. Right. Um, actually, speaking of interesting collaborations, yeah, your man Big Sean. Yeah. In common. Yeah. Switch up, which is is this really the first single? Uh it's the first. It's the first leak. The um, first real leak since the last failed single. Um, Guap, yeah, they really tried with that Guap record. They tried, they, they had, pushed it, they did what they, they could, but they had Moolah and they went with Guap. Yeah. Really stupid. Um, yeah, I don't think I think Sean said this isn't the single. This is just the leak. A leak. All right. Well, I feel better about it if it's just a leak. Yeah, it's just a leak. How do you feel about this song? Oh, uh, it's all right. I think this is interesting. I think the beat is oddly dope. Um, Common sounds really out of place on this. But yeah, this is. is the sort of this is the sort of production I want to hear with, with Big Sean. Mm. I think it's I think it's very I th- I, yeah. It's just it feels new to me. I like that. Um, you know, like stuff he did, like Guap. I mean, Guap and Mula. Like that feels like songs that other people could make. Switch up. That sounds like a Big Sean record. Yeah, right. I agree with that. Right. I'll agree with that. I don't. I don't have much much insight to that but i mean it's okay it didn't it, it make me it really didn't make me want to like i gotta hear this again mm. you know. is there any other oh you know i can't believe i haven't talked about this yet before we because we got two albums i want to talk about Uh oh. but before we get that far 
Your man, ladies love Cool James. Dang it! I thought we were gonna get away with not talking about this. Your man, Brad Paisley. <laughs> that would be a, a country singer for those of you who've been living under a rock and haven't heard about this travesty called accidental racist. Yeah. Yeah. I want to have a real conversation about this. Okay. So, I'm a, I'm you're a white man and I'm a black man. <laughs> <laughs> you you you've seen um you, you've seen Arrested Development right or parts of it? I've seen episodes. Yeah. So there's this so uh there's a character Job, right? Yep. Uh, Will Arnett and he's got this puppet named Franklin who's black. <laughs> okay. Right and. They, they record this fake album where they were trying to heal people, trying to heal ra- the, the racial tensions, right? <laughs> and the one song that they show them recording in the studio is called It Ain't Easy Being White, It Ain't Easy Being Brown. It is absolutely hysterical. And it, if, if LL Cool J, if I thought, I almost thought it was like, this is, that this song was a joke. Like, mm. I can't believe this song is real. Yeah, I can't believe he's talking about like he'll forget that there were chains. Like, what? What is he? What? What is going on here? Is, is the CBS money blinding him? Does he just live in a different world now? No, I, I think I think you. I mean, I think you get older. I think you get older, and I think you want to try different things. And I think that you know you're in Hollywood. And on top of that, LL obviously doesn't have the same writers that he had. 10 years ago working on that goat album because to me ll doesn't exist after love you better so we try to talk about exit 13 and baby and and um and um uh headsprung nice is very nice and, 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 and ratchet yeah yeah ratchet like those that, that doesn't exist LL, how, how long ago was ratchet like two months ago like he goes months, from like, ratchet to accidental racist well the funny part is is that he did a song with joe produced by Trackmasters. They kind of sounded like it should have been on like Mr. Smith, like it was in that late, like l- like late mid '90s vein. Yeah, and it was dope, and people were like, "Yo, LL is back." It was a dope record, but then immediately, you know, this comes out. This song erases any piece of goodwill he could have possibly brought up. I-, I watched a snippet of a video ABC News was interviewing. This has now become enough of a thing that like major news organizations are talking about the song. So like ABC News is interviewing the two of them and listening to L's rationale for why the song needed to be made was absolutely hysterical. Wow. He talks about how we have a divided country. He's like, Al-Qaeda is trying to kill our kids and all that stuff. And then he's like, really? so we got to have our country together. Wow. Like I-, I was sitting there. I was just like, wow, who is this guy? Wow. Um, I mean, it's what happens. You get older, you know. Nah. You get older, things change. Your outlook on life changes. I get it. I'm not even mad at the 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 reasoning for trying to create the record. It's just, it's. I'm not gonna say it's not necessary. It's just not. It just wasn't executed well at all. I'm, at all. I'm trying to understand what what makes you think. What, what makes somebody think it's it's a good idea to release a song called? accidental racist because they're trying to talk about 
acceptance. Isn't that the, isn't that the theme of this country? Acceptance and tolerance. So this is another form of acceptance. Like, okay, let's accept your differences. You accept my differences and let's hug, let's hug and let's walk around and frolic around the forest. It's just a bad song. We hear bad songs all the time. This is more than a bad song. <laughs> <laughs> I, would bad ra- song. I would rather hear Wyclef and L. Cool J make a song called Accidental <laughs> Racist. Uh, With a guest verse from Nicki Minaj. There's a lot of so things I would so, rather hear than this. So what's the best rap country song? Is it over nope, and over nope, again with Nelly nope. and Tim McGraw? Let, let, me, let me stop you right there. The I'm point? open to virtually all types of music. There is one exception, and that would be country music. It's dead to me. I'm sorry. I can't it. do it. doesn't Mine exist. The, doesn't happen. The way you feel about that is the way I feel about reggae. I feel about... I mean, look. You're, do, do I look like I listen to reggae? Um, <laughs> no, yes, actually. Yeah, yeah. I've been, you know, I got the you know, Bob Marley poster hanging up here. You know, I, I, I'm, I'm embracing, I, I'm embracing my, you know, my freshman year where it's like, hey, everybody, let's let's learn about marijuana again. Um, when every white, when every white person decides to get into reggae, because they heard, because they heard it at a college party. Were you were your freshman year of college? Were the bottom of your feet dirty? Nah. Okay, well then you weren't really, you didn't really embrace it. You just tried it. No, I didn't. I didn't do that. But I, there were definitely some people. Yeah, when you embrace it, like the bottom of your feet are like black, like, like dark, like darkness. Everybody black. Dark. Nah, nah. This is, you know, this is still, still Connecticut, right? Where, you know, everyone's walking around right now wearing uh, Sperry's, and you know, getting, you know, <laughs> getting ready for Sperry season. Get ready. Sperry season has returned. That, that's why when I saw you tweet the picture of uh, Mean Street Posse, I immediately flashed flash in my head was. I heard the going back to Cali, the the LL Cool J beat, and then mm-hmm. I just I, I'm I'm picturing Armand rapping about sweater vests and Sperry's, right? Like, I would only rap about Sperry's with women wearing Sperry's, because girls who wear Sperry's are dope. No, we got this guy's wearing Sperry's. Yeah, yeah, guys out here wear Toms. Toms are oh that that's been going on. Oh man, we got to get you out to get you out to Connecticut. I I do need to go out to Connecticut. You just have to take me by Vince McMahon's house. That's all I ask. Yeah, we know Titan Towers. Okay, <laughs> Titan Towers. At least I gotta take a picture outside of Titan Towers. Yeah, we, we we can go down. I mean, is that Stanford? You know, that's a that's like it's like an hour and a half away from here, but you know, it's fine. Really? Yeah, it's closer to New York City than it is to me. Really? Yeah, Stanford's only like you know forty five minutes, thirty minutes out of New York. Really? Yeah. Ha. Huh. Hour by train. That's why. That's why a lot of people like to be in Stanford. Gotcha. Makes sense. Okay. All right. So now that we've talked Mean Street Posse, we've talked Wyclef, we've talked Brad Paisley, we've, we're trying to set a record for the most random episode ever. Let's talk about some albums. Let's talk about some albums. I need to talk about this Ghostface album. You go right ahead. I'm, I'm, I don't have anything to say about it. You heard it. I heard it. You listened to the songs. I did. And how do you feel about this album? I don't. I don't. This was like, hey, I couldn't get RZA, but here's somebody who sounds just like it. Mm. Let me shut. Let me shut my window. It's about to get ugly out here. Go ahead and go on your go on your your tangent about you know how much you love this album. Wow, am I that predictable? Um, when I saw, there we go. When I saw your tweet about the the intro, I got excited. I got excited. I was like, okay, cool. This Ghostface intro is gonna be tough because I'm not like I'm not. If I hear, uh, uh, if I hear that hey, Ghostface got this young producer, whoever, who is obviously inspired by RZA, 
that's not a diss. No. Great. I'll I'll take it. Like let's let's see what this is. And no. No. I'm good. I declare I'm war. Go blood on the cobblestones. Unexpected call. The catastrophe. The sure shot. I wish Rizzo was still making records like this. Yeah, I, yeah. We're not gonna talk about 2013. Nope. We're not gonna talk about Rizzo beyond what? Oh, what six, seven? You might other be than other than white dress. And white dress. Nah, white dress was uh, dark twisted fantasy. That was ten. Was it really? Yeah. Yeah, because it's auto tune. Um, <laughs> I th- so there are definitely times in this album where you realize that Ghost is getting old. Yep. But that's not the star attraction. The star attraction is, first of all, I want to give credit. This album has a concept. It, it does. follows it all the way through. Mm-hmm. It tells a story. Mm-hmm. It's not too long. And it mm-hmm. sounds great. Mm. If you grew up on mid-90s Woo, you at least need to go listen to this album. And make up your own mind. But there's... Is, is my counting right? There are two Killer Sin features on this. Yeah. Killison's Killison's dope. We got yeah. three inspect oh, all right, you know what? <laughs> Had enough of you. No, um <laughs> good, there, there there are some hook issues on here, a couple. Um yeah. specifically when they bring in anybody doing singing. You don't um, like the you don't like the little uh, here's like the deal. It, so the this album is is meant to sound like 36 chambers mixed with um you know it feels like a it feels like a forgotten soundtrack to a tarantino movie yeah which is fantastic for me it's ironic because riz has been doing music for tarantino for the past decade and this is way better um yeah these beats man i don't know i like i declare war oh i know i know how you feel of master killer um, and yes, there's a Capadonna feature on here. I thought so. He sounds kind of weird. He does. Um, yeah, matter of fact, one, two, there's a lot of Master Killer on here. Um, one of the reasons why I don't like it. We got some You God. A You God sighting. Um, <laughs> why didn't you say so? Let me pull the. Let me listen to it again. I. I can understand you having re- you having issues with ghosts. I'll call it urgency, right? His his flow has gotten a little slower. It's a little slow, but that doesn't bother me about this album. The beats bother you? Yeah, uh, they all sound this. They all sound like the the music when Scooby Doo was like in a dark room. <laughs> they all sound they, they they all sound heavily influenced by Thirty Six Chambers and specifically Iron Man and Scooby Doo. What is wrong with that? It's just not my cup of tea, man. Oh, man. This it's is dope. This is, um, yeah, I, uh, this, uh, the Adrian Young, Young, I don't know how to pronounce the dude's last name. I'm guessing it's Young, but there's an extra E after the G, so. Artistic. Artistic. Adrian Young. Um, I need to go. He's got a, uh, he's got some solo stuff. I'm going to go digging because, um, he might have some stuff I need to sample because mm. this, this dude's got, I, I was, I had heard nothing from this album until I downloaded it. I was 
overjoyed compared to my expectations. I, I mean, granted, I didn't expect a whole lot, which is sad because we all know I'm the biggest Wu stand ever. But this is dope. I, is, is the Wu manual still on your coffee tables? Um, no, but I think it's... Yeah, I see it in my, I see it in my office. Okay. I'm good. Well, it's in your office. That's different. If it was like in your living room. No, no, no. We, we, you know, I love my wife, but I'm, I'm pretty sure she'd be like, eh. You know, it's right next to Watchmen and uh, all the president's men. And uh, I got a book from the oatmeal. That might be the most random bookshelf in the history of bookshelf. <laughs> um, no, I, you know, it's, uh, I think this is a really... I think it's a really good look for Ghostface, of all people. Okay. How so? Um, this is the best thing that anybody from Wu-Tang has done since Cuban Links 2. Mm. Easily. What have they done since what have they done since Cuban Links 2? Had a couple random presses. It gets him back in the conversation. Okay. Um, and the, I want to give him credit because this is the sort of thing. Granted, I know you're not really a big fan of, of the beats, but to me, this is the sort of thing that we always hope veteran rappers do. This is within his wheelhouse. It is short. It is well executed. It is cohesive. He is not reaching or straining to reclaim his former status. This is right out of the Ghostface Killer catalog. Yeah, I mean, I guess I can't be mad because he's, this isn't like Tush Part 2. Never mind that. He's not Nori. Right now, who's trying to be like <clears throat> Nori from 96? Or even Nori from 01? No. Don't who's say this it. Nori character you speak of? Listen. It's Poppy. I got, right. Listen, between Drake call, calling himself Champagne Poppy when he produces and Nori rebranding himself as Poppy, I, I can't handle that word. I just can't. That's your man. That's your man. Um, but yeah, I, you know. I would encourage everybody listening. Like, if you listen to this show, odds are you probably grew up on some of his old Wu stuff. Let me do this this way. I was like halfway through the album and I'm like emailing Big T and I'm like, T, you need to go listen to this. <laughs> wow. Because he, he, he emails me from time to time like, because, you know, he's, he's like, a, he's a, he's an adult now. He's not, you know, he's not doing, he's not doing what I do, which is listen to every piece of music that comes out. So every time, time he's like, what should I be listening to right now? So I'll send him stuff or, you know, give him links or tell him go buy this or go stream this or whatever. So I didn't even wait for him to be prompted. I was like, nah, go listen to this. Wow. Has he listened to it yet? I don't know. I haven't heard back from him. Okay. But um, I'm surprised you don't like, there's not even like a couple songs on here you like? Nah. Really? Uh-uh. You know what the problem is? Mm. It's too warm. You're not trying to hit this album right now. Hey, yeah. Wait, did I listen to it on a warm day? <laughs> I don't even I don't even remember. I don't remember. The last two days have been hot. I think I listened. What's today? Wednesday. I listened to it on Monday. So Monday was kind of. You're not trying to hit this album right now. I mean, I guess. Nah, you really just don't like it, huh? Just not. Nah, I don't think I like it. Wow. Okay. Um, well, that's gonna leave us plenty of time to talk about something that we, leaked out. We we missed two things. What did we miss? We missed this 54-track Funk Flex mixtape. <laughs> Listen, I can say nothing bad about a 54-track Funk Flex mixtape. Because yes, un- you can. Because unbeknownst to the Clock Radio Speakers audience, I am currently assisting in a 57-track Best of Wale. <laughs> All right, listen. <laughs> 
Listen. Shout out to Superstar right. Jenny. Shout out to Superstar Jenny. You know, shout out to shout out to Wale for who, who who heard my ridiculous overpacked two disc a hundred and something track best of Jay Z and reached out to Superstar Jay and said, "How how can we do one of the one of these for me?" Mm. Well, I mean, I'll say this: that Wale tape doesn't have struggle like. Pete Powers featuring my son, Fred the Godson, Fat Joe, Corey Guns, Torch, and Oon P produced by Harry Fraud. This is. I want to do an episode on this thing. <laughs> when the <laughs> intro track is a locks is a locks record over a Jalil Beats beat. We, we can't. We can't. We can't do it of track by track on a Funk Flex two disc mixtape. Sure, we? we can. For the people, um. And we also we didn't talk about Tiger. We didn't talk about Tiger. So you don't need to. All I can say is he threw the Rack City drums over Deep Cover. That that should let you know about this album. Yeah, I when I heard that, when I heard the Deep Cover baseline, I was like, uh oh. And then yeah. Um you know, hearing Tupac go back and forth with Tiger on a DJ mustard beat. <laughs> 13-year-old Doc would be enraged, but, you know, 30-year-old Doc is resigned. <laughs> it's just like, you know what? Whatever. Whatever. No, um, here's what I'll say. I don't think this album is entirely terrible. It's not. His problem to me is I think there's a whole lane open right now for that, for an update of that traditional warm-weather West Coast sound. Yes. Kendrick's not in that lane. No, he's not in that lane. You've got people, <clears throat> you've got people like... um. Pac Div uh, should own that lane. They should own that lane right now. They're totally silent. I really like. Um, are you up on um, Tehran and Aomari? I've heard some of the stuff because you you've had me listen to it. Yeah, I got They just put out a a a, a pre like a little EP that's it's warm weather music and it's do- and it's very West Coasty. It's there's dope. a cu- there's a couple records on here on this Tiger album though that I was listening. <laughs> to. I was like, yeah, why don't I hear more of that? Because Rack City is what makes him money. I know. I know. But that's funny because his last album has some joints. Like, not not even, oh, that's not bad. Like, no, this is dope. The record with Wale and Nas was dope. The record with Marsha Ambrosius was dope. He had a few records. I even liked, um, what was the name of that record he had with Wayne? You're, you're asking I'm me to faded. recall it. Uh, I was going to say, you think I remember a Tiger Wayne collaboration? Um, <laughs> I wasn't mad at it. I'm faded. I wasn't mad at it. Who's, who's the other rapper from the West Coast that you're a real big fan of? I'm trying to think. Dom Kennedy. Thank you. Tom Kennedy could 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 come in he, with that. I mean, uh, he, he has that lane, but yeah, he just tweet he just tweeted he's putting out a new project. Yeah, time's, like he know time's right he knows it. that he owns the warm the warm weather months. Like he doesn't even do anything when it's cold out. <laughs> I mean, it should be whole like like this is perfect time right now. It should be it should be Dom. It should be Nipsey. All them dudes should be making music like right now. Yeah. I think there are definitely guys who are on a, on a regional or maybe slightly like, I, I don't want to say lower tier because I don't want to denigrate what they're doing, but on a not as popular level who definitely have that sound. But what I'm saying is I think that there is definitely a lane open for a, a more sort of a, a resurrection of that sound on a popular level. Yeah. I mean, cause I know you, you would love it. it. Absolutely. When you think about it, remember in the nineties and even in the early two thousands, even though music was very national, music was very regional. So West Coast artists, you could tell, all right, as soon as you hear the beat, as soon as you hear him rap, he's from Cali, he's from New York, 
He's from Memphis. He's from Atlanta. He's from Texas. Like you kind of knew where they were coming from. Now everybody pretty much sounds the same. There's no real like regional sound. So uh, I think you can still tell when somebody's right out of Atlanta. Atlanta, Florida, the South kind of by the way that they rap, maybe not their music or their artistic ability. But when you hear like the twang in their voice or what they talk about, then you're like, all right, this person is from here. But when it comes to like the West Coast is so that sound is so absent, you know, absent absence obviously makes the heart grow fonder. So I just say all that to say I agree with you. I think right now the West, the, the classic West Coast sound, not Kendrick. And we're not saying that Kendrick and TDE don't make they make more easily accessible music like you can't tell that they're from cali to me uh, i guess i agree with that more so than you can tell when nipsey raps you can tell when dom raps these guys are from the west coast pack div is from the west coast pack div man they will forever be like why aren't they doing more artists yeah yeah Shame. that uh that deal that deal messed them up yeah, I don't know what's going on with it. Um, yeah, that deal messed them up. Anything, anyway. else, anything else we need to talk about? Nah, let's go ahead and go into the uh, the unexpected sudden star of the show. Yeah, so we're recording, what, it's, it's uh, 7.53 Eastern right now. Um, yep. It is Wednesday the 10th, and uh, what, about five hours ago, a little less, uh, Big Crit released uh, King Remembered in Time, his wow. uh, fifth album slash fourth mixtape. Wow. Um, I didn't even know this was coming until like a couple days ago. Yeah. Um, you know, I had heard Shine On. I'm trying Yawn. to use anything. Well, we're, we're going to get there. Um, um, he, he performed. Um, remember I said last week or a few weeks ago that he was at South by Southwest? And yeah, yeah, yeah. He performed yeah. a song. Um, let, me pull, let me pull up the album. Cause this that song is on the tape. Okay. It's uh talk talking about nothing. He performed that live, and I was like, oh, okay. Interesting. Um, so we got to go track by track on this, right? Do we have to? I mean, can oh, we... really? No, 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 no. Now I'm not saying that it's bad. I'm still listening to it. Well, I am too. Um, so th- so let me just say this. We'll take the, everybody take this with a grain of salt. We've listened. I've listened to this once. Right. Okay. I mean, I took detailed notes as I did it, but like. So the intro is purpose. It's cool. Dope. I like it. It's a little heavy on the guitar. It's all right. Um, dramatic. It's a little dramatic. It, well, you know. You know how I feel about things that are dramatic. Um, <laughs> which, is, I, which is you know, ironic. The most dramatic beat on my album? No, you don't. You have the third most dramatic beat on my album. Those, those, some of those tracks at the end are pretty dramatic. Well, yeah. I mean, you know what? Mine is, mine is inspirational. Uh, all right, <laughs> Armand's done. He's cutting the show off. Um, yeah. Anyway, uh, you know, second track is "Shine Out" with Bun B. Trash. It's not trash. I don't like it. I think this beat is good. Um, more importantly, it's a sign that soul sampling Big Crit is back. Of course, he's doing a mixtape. Um, I don't think Bun's terrible on this at all. I think it's. I think it's a little. It's kind of low key, but I think this song's okay. Talking about nothing. Um, I like. It. We've heard this type of song from Crit before, but at least he's not talking about his car this time. 
Because <laughs> this only on the rest of the album is. Wow. But I mean, at this point, I expected some crit. I know what yeah. I'm going to get from him now. Four four tracks in, like I'm not. Well, then, right. well, then we get to King Without a Crown. <sighs> Listen, he always has one of these records. This beat, oh, crazy. This crazy. beat is crazy. This is the soul sampling crit. I remember not yes. the yeah, that's me. Let me chop this up so much that it's irritating. Like this is yeah, this yeah, is the beat. Yeah, that's me. Do we did we say that? Yeah, that's me. Was busy. Yo, <laughs> it was busy. Maybe it was like rush hour traffic. <laughs> There's just way too much going on. Um, but King Without yeah, a Crown is dope. That's very um, R four. Yeah, uh, forever and a day theme. You know what I need to do? I someone we should, we should just put a, a little playlist together of all those types of tracks. Crit like just touch down. Um, like the like the more hype. I mean, like because hometown heroes in there, right? Nah, hometown heroes not like that. But it's still it's hype though. I'm not thinking hype. I'm thinking very specifically like those Willie Hutch. Yeah, Willie Hutch. <laughs> okay, just the best of Big Crit and Willie, Willie Hutch. I mean, I'm cool with that. Um, but King Without Crown is really great. Um, I'm definitely yeah. gonna go back and listen to that a lot. Um, yeah. You got Rem. REM with the uh, I think that's a James Blake. We got two samples on here. We got James Blake and we got a Gil Scott Heron sample. Oh really? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Okay. You know me, I got my ear. <laughs> um, the song is cool. Man, sorry, I like the video. The video's dope. I haven't seen the video. I really shot, shot really because well. I do this this show now, I really I really try to like if I know there's a whole project coming out, I just try to like to, to have tunnel vision, wait for the whole project. Sure. Um, I didn't know there was a pro- I thought he was trying to put something out to get Dev Jam's attention. That's why I paid attention to There's me. definitely something on here that is designed to get Dev Jam's attention. We're gonna talk about them, talk about that in a little bit. Okay. Um we got uh Meditate. Eh. I like that baseline. Eh. Um, that's a pretty typical like, hey, I'm I'm a southern rapper, so here's a guitar. Yeah. Like that's what that sounds like. Uh, Service royalty, a sample's dope. Yeah, sorry. Um, good together. I, I like good together. I think good together has the potential to be like singleish. It's got single potential. That's interesting. I um I think it's an interesting sort of twist for him because it's just a little. It's a it's totally different tempo for him. Um, you know, it's, like, it's, it's different, but it's not true. Because like it when still he, has that same big crit bounce, it's just the drums, the drums. But even I think the tempo is a little different, and the feeling it sort of forces him to rap a little differently. Yeah. Um, I'm not mad at that song at all. Yeah. Then you get this interesting thing right here in the middle of this uh, mixtape, which is a snippet of just last week featuring Future. Yeah. Oh my god. How do you feel about this record? I don't. I think it's no accident. This is a snippet. Absolutely. He is testing the waters. Absolutely. Um I uh you know I'm not mad at future on it. I actually I think Crit's hooks are so good he doesn't need future. I'm not saying he needs future, I'm just saying I'm not mad at future on this. Um song's okay. Yeah. Um how do you feel about your man Trinidad James? I like this record. My trunk, I I was I didn't know what to expect. Um the bass is, you know. If you got a if you got a if you got a sub in your car, you're gonna. Oh, this whole album this whole album is sub friendly. Well, that's how he is. Um, yeah, that's yeah. All Chris albums. I like say this: if you're gonna have Trinidad James in a song, this is how you do it. Yep. Um, I think Trinidad's, you know, considering Trinidad James, I think he's fine on this. Yeah. What um, about him on that uh on that Wale record? Didn't we like that? We did. Okay. We did, but the other stuff that we've heard from him as follow ups, we're not we're not real big on. Nah, he's got to do something. Females welcomed isn't really catching on like that. Nah, he needs 
But that's all from that first mixtape, right? Yeah. He he needs to just do fresh stuff. Mm. Um, let's see, we got a little run of run here. That's all right. How you love that? Eh. It's cool. I like I like Big Saint. I'm never a Big Saint fan. Um, only one with Wiz and Smoke Dizza. It's okay. It's, it's all cool. right. Uh, Banana Clip Theory. Dope. I like this. Nice drums. Um, Dope. Real nice, just to change the pace for him. Yep. Really dope. Yeah, he always does these. That's um, this is the um, I don't want to be another another nigga. Yeah. He always has those records that to- they're like really really rapidy rap hip hop ish. Sure. But they're still kind of sort of he makes them he conforms them to the crit wheelhouse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's S- this. Speaking of rappy rapperish. Oh. <sighs> your man Ninth Wonder uh, produces Life Is a Gamble featuring BJ the Chicago Kid. Shout out to BJ the Chicago Kid. I like him. How you feel about this? I don't. Um, I mean, really? it's, I like the I like the sample. I like. The, I think I'm just. I think I'm just good off ninth. I like the sample. I think this beat is dope. I'll give credit where credit is due. This song is really good. Mm. Um. So we got we got WTF. Nope. That's pretty serious. I like that song a lot. I got. I got. I got to hear it. I got to hear it again. I don't like this whole straight. I don't like how this album ends. I, I gotta. I think I'm gonna like Multi to the Sundown. Yeah, that's pretty dope. Um, the sequencing yeah. on this is a little weird. Yeah. Bigger picture. Look, you can't name a song bigger picture and not have me expect to heat makers. So like <laughs> right off the bat, I was like, eh, it's all right. It's all right. Um, you know, this is clearly better than the last album. But the yeah. only album. You got to compare to me. You got to compare this to the, the tapes. True. But we got to give a little bit more time. Yeah, that's all. Um. So the single from this is what? Um, Rim was the single. That's RM a weird choice for a single. I, I think that, I don't know if that was the single. Oh, no, no, I'm sorry. Shine On is the single. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. My bad. Shine On is the, Rim was just the leak. You, you think he needs, a, he needs a video from my trunk right now? Yeah. That's the, kind of re- that's the kind of record he needs out right now. Yeah, that would help him and Trinidad James. It would. So yeah. Def Jam, throw some money at that. Throw some money at us for giving you that idea. <laughs> yeah, um, payable to Clack Radio Speak. No, I'm just kidding. Um, yep, yeah, we need to set up our PayPal <laughs> post haste. Yeah, anybody want to donate some cat? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Help fund the show. Um, yeah. So overall, like, I mean, granted, first like glance, so this is not a review or anything like that, but are you encouraged, discouraged? I'm encouraged. Encouraged. All right. That's the only rating we're giving. We're not giving dope, bad, nothing like that, but I'm encouraged as well. Yeah. Um, you know, I want, I'm going to get extra nerdy on this, but I want to see, I actually, I want to wait for people to catch up and list all the samples that are listed out. And the reason why I say that is because, um, I want to see if his production has advanced so that he's making some records without samples, but that don't sound as forced and cheesy as the records on the album. Mm. Cause I'm thinking like next step, right? Mm-hmm. Cause we know he can make, we, we know he can make songs that have lots of samples. In them. I'm not worried about that side of crit. Right. I'm worried about the album that comes next. You know, so I, we'll, we'll let this let this play out a little bit. Um, but I, the one thing I will say is, you know what? Three years ago, we heard the first album. Is that right? Yeah. I mean, the first mixtape. Three years ago, 2010, right? 2010, yep. You know, we talked about this a little bit last year. Probably talked about it a lot last year, actually. But, you know, it is more than safe to say now. We know exactly what Big Crit is. Absolutely. The only thing left is what is he going to do 
about his deaf going to right. adapt and improve his sample for production, or is he going to get outside producers? Which right. then changes the whole big crit sound. Well, I think that 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 was kind of that was explained. I think that was kind of implied um, with the Mike Will video. That's just a video, though. Let's see. Let's see what we actually get. Okay. Right? I no, I'm saying like I thought it was like a or implied. Like, look, all right, we're gonna get. We're going to get Mike Will, or we're going to get outside producers on this time. Might not be Mike Will, but look, Big Crit is working with other people. No, no, no. I, what I'm saying about that is I, I would expect we get Mike Will for the single. Yeah. But what I'm saying is it, it would be, it would, let me just say, it would be really unusual if Big Crit didn't produce anything. Or even a, I would expect him to produce a chunk, a decent chunk, if not most, of his next album, regardless of what outside producers they bring in for singles and stuff. Sure. So, let's see where he's progressing. Okay. Well, that was shorter than I thought. Um, anything else you want to say about this uh, King Remembered in Time? Um, nah, man. I just, you know, just I'm, I'm now. I'm looking forward to seeing what what happens next. When when does Crit drop? Drop now? Third quarter? September? Who knows? Um, that makes sense, right? Um, although I feel like his music is more like warm weather. It is warm weather. But that's when he drops his mixtapes. Right. Every he's on a schedule. Right. Yeah, definitely. Spring's, when, when spring. Did, when did, spring's coming. Let's go. When did uh? When did his album drop? His album dropped in September. See. Nah. But his mixtapes are always March or April. Yeah. Nah. As if because if he's in September, then he's going to be in like depressed. Bitter rapper mode, and I don't want to hear that from Crit. <laughs> so, so yeah. uh, we got anything else we want to talk about, or is that it this week? Ah, I think we're good, man. It's a short week. Yeah. Um. All right. So you know, once again, thank you, everybody. Um. You know, sorry we missed out last week, but we needed to uh, recharge. We needed to do some other work. But um, you know, we're still gonna be weekly. Don't worry. Don't get crazy. Um, check us out, collectreadyspeakers.com. Like us on Facebook, rate and review us on iTunes. Um, you can ask us questions directly to the site now, collectreadyspeakers.com slash ask. As always, if, you want, if you're on Twitter, you want to talk about the show, talk with us. Use the hashtag collectreadyspeakers. Um, Armand is not on Pinterest. I am um, on Pinterest. You are on Pinterest. Oh, oh man. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I'm on Pinterest. Right, Pinterest don't... is really good for fashion. Okay. We well, see. So, you know, if you, if you want to, if you want to see what what Armand's thinking is going to be, you know, what's what's really hood for the, for the oh, next six months, <laughs> then um, check him out on Pinterest. <laughs> oh God, he said, "What's really hood?" Yo, wow, that threw me off. <laughs> nah, man, I'm, I'm I'm not on there. I just kind of lurk a little bit. I'm just playing. Man. Um, but yeah, man, uh, and you know, don't forget, as always, every Sunday, tw- uh, 10 p.m. to 12 a.m. Pulse Radio. Yeah. What, what, what do you what do you play? You got a lot to play. You got a lot of options this week. Yeah, I'm probably just maybe I'll just do a a, a this week episode. You know, got a lot of options. I mean, you R. definitely Tyler, you know def, definitely play that accidental racist. Definitely play that start from the bottom remix. You know, yeah, give, give the people what they want to hear. Yeah, I'm gonna I'll, I'll actually open up the show with accidental racist. I was hoping so. Um, I'm serious. You think I'm joking? I'm serious. <laughs> I'm gonna open up the show with that. You watch. I'm a loop. I'm a loop up a, a part of the record that left open. You could do a little remix. <laughs> purposeful racism or something like that like switch it up i don't know whatever uh all right i think that's it for this week so thank you everybody for tuning in and uh, we will see y'all next week